Storm Bowling Products. The Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Jeff Carter. Jeff is the Storm Collegiate Manager for Storm and Roto Grip. If you want to find out more about Jeff or email him with any questions you may have, you can check him out, Jeff at jeffcarterbowling.com. Again, Jeff at jeffcarterbowling.com. Jeff Timberg and Coach K. Steve Klumpkin here. Thanks for hopping on with us and making some time. No problem at all. Glad to be on the show. All right. Well, you are the Storm Collegiate Manager, and so I guess why don't you tell people, we get this question all the time from people via email and Facebook and all sorts of messages, how do I get on staff if I'm a college team, if I get it from coaches? How do we hook up with uh, Storm and Rotogrip? So I, I said, well, let's have the person on who can probably answer that. So, Jeff, how do they do that? Well, the, the starting point is usually around... Uh, I would say mid-June, early July, we open up the application process. Uh, we post a downloadable uh, application on Storm's website. Any collegiate coach can go in, fill out the application, send it to myself, and then I kind of put everything in a big pile, uh, look at the schools that we have that are existing, and then we determine how many schools we're going to have for the year, and then we start to sift through everything and put the program together. How many uh, how many teams right now are we looking at this year, uh, and compared to last year too? Like, what how many what are we talking? We're looking at Storm and Rotogrip sponsored programs. Well, last year we we had increased our numbers from I believe we went from thirty five to thirty nine last year, and this year as of right now we're somewhere in the forty three forty four range. I've got one school that I'm still working out details of the contract that's still kind of up in the air. But we're, we, we actually increased our overall um, participation quite a bit as far as the things that were provided to the schools and uh, the amount of schools that we're going to take. So. And so I guess what the, what do you look for when you're going through these applications? It, it can all just be based on you know the players that are there. It has to be the other factors as well involved in this. Yeah, great question. And that's something that... Uh, I've spent some time to kind of create criteria of what I'm looking for. Uh, it, it starts with the overall strength of the program, how long they've been around. Uh, then I take a look at uh, the most recent success. Uh, our friends at uh, collegebowling.com do a tremendous job on keeping detailed records all the way back, you know, 15 years you know, or so. So I can always go back and look at a particular school, see how they performed in the last three or four years. Uh, I look at the coaching staff. I look to see um, the quality of the coaching staff, what kind of social media presence they have, um, what the potential of growth is for the program. Um, you know, I look at areas of the country. Uh, different pockets are stronger in collegiate bowling than others. Um, I tend to not even consider the athletes as part of the equation it's more or less um the program itself and occasionally there'll be a few um special circumstances where uh we may take a take a flyer on a new program where 
you know, I sit and meet with the coach and they kind of blow me out of the water with, uh, um, the way they present themselves and what their plans are and things. And sometimes it's nice to take a chance on a younger or smaller program and, and give them an opportunity to build with us. So, uh, there's a lot of different things I look at. There's not just one or two, but I kind of look at the overall picture. Well, you're, you, there definitely is a lot of stuff to take into consideration. And, you know, one of the interesting things, uh, you know, you were at Junior Gold, uh, Jeff, this summer. I was there as well. And it uh, looks, too, like, I mean, there were, there were quite a few collegiate coaches uh, that were there, you know, doing some recruiting. There was a lot of them there that were helping mm-hmm. coach uh, their players as well. Mm-hmm. And one of the conversations we had when we were – when we were out there, um, we were we were talking a, a little bit just about the kind of the strength of college bowling uh, in general. You know, the the number of teams right. and the number of good players in college bowling. It seems like it's really a good time uh, in bowling for college bowling. You know, in my opinion, the collegiate program is the healthiest entity in the sport of bowling right now. And you know, I've worked the Turbo Collegiate Expo for the you know every year that they've had it. Every year, more and more college coaches show up to uh, not only watch, but now they're getting more involved. They're helping do presentations and seminars and things like that. And, you know, now all of a sudden, Junior Gold, uh, you have, like you said, you have so many collegiate coaches that are coming from all over to recruit. I think uh, the last numbers that I heard is we just broke through the 300 threshold for the amount of colleges that offer college bowling in one form or another. So you're starting to see uh, new programs pop up all over the place, whether it be USBC, NAIA, uh, club, NCAA. Uh, they're coming from all over now. And that has to kind of tie in a little bit, I guess, with the decision you were talking about earlier about expanding uh, Storm's uh, collegiate presence. Uh, just kind of tied in with that fact as well. Is that right? Right. And, you know, one thing that I've really taken a, a long, hard look at is the the overall uh, success of the reformed PWBA and the fact that um, there are so many collegiate players coming straight from college or they're still in college and they're they're going to bowl these events. You know, for the NCAA girls, you know, as soon as they graduate, they're going. So that's why I, I've taken a longer look at some of the, the NCAA programs because – um, it, it's tying right into the PWBA, and I think it's a good fit for us as a company to uh, support as many teams as possible, not just put a lot of weight into a few. But you know, let's let's try to support as many as possible and make it as diverse as we can, to where we have plenty of men's teams, plenty of women's teams, some NCAA teams, big schools, small schools, schools that we've had. You know, since the beginning of, you know, I think this is our eighth or ninth year with the collegiate program, and you know, some schools that are brand new. So it's it, we've got a good mix of of schools in our program. Yeah, without putting you on the spot, Jeff, are there are there any? And I will anyways, I guess. But are there any any new additions to the team this year that you th- you just were blown away and you're like, wow, this is a team that we need to highlight. A team that maybe someone listening may not have heard of. They're not a team that you necessarily may think of uh, as a bowling powerhouse, but a team that was going to be on you know definitely on your guys' radar and on Storm and Rotogips' radar. Well, for one, um, you know, last year after they had won the national championship. We had an opportunity to sign North Carolina State A&T. Things didn't work out. They went a different direction. 
Well, this year, Kim Kearney, uh, you know, Kim Terrell took over that program late in the, uh, I guess, late in the recruiting process. And I saw an opportunity and we went ahead and uh, um, signed them not only for Kim and and what she brings to the table as far as, you know, one of the top coaches in the country and, you know, one of the greatest female bowlers, you know, we've seen in years, but uh, also a team that's recently won a national championship. So to add them to the mix, uh, that I thought was big for us. Um, the opportunity to bring the Pikeville women's team in. There's a long history of success with the Pikeville University women's program. The opportunity to bring them in was, was something that uh, was kind of a no-brainer for me. And then there's a, a, a smaller school out on the East Coast uh, called Franklin Pierce University. Um, I had an opportunity to meet with their head coach multiple times at Junior Gold, and she just impressed me with uh, the direction that she's trying to take the program and the things that they're trying to do. And uh, that was one of the ones that I thought, well, we're just going to go ahead and take a chance on on that program and see if uh, we can help them get to where they want to be. You know what, me and Steve interviewed uh, Kim Barrett out, out at Franklin Pierce, and we I came away from that interview, I don't know, I don't want to speak for Steve, but I came away very impressed with how she handled herself and her direction as where she was going uh-huh. and what she – what plans she had for that team and and to not be afraid to take a job like that in a place that you may not think of of bowling necessarily and and a a college team so I I completely understand and agree with both and we had Kim uh, Terrell uh, Kearney on as well not too long ago so I guess you know what they say great minds you think alike right and you know I I spend a lot of time at a lot of different um, events you know I go to a lot of them that are within close driving distance uh, for me being in the Midwest and it's not only the schools that we sponsor. It's, it's amazing to go watch, uh, the other schools as well, the Lindenwoods, the, the Wichita's, um, you name it. I mean, there are, there are a lot of good programs. There are a lot of good coaches and there are a ton of great athletes out there that lead you to believe that the overall health of the, the industry has got to be on an uptick soon. Now, what you mentioned driving to some of these different events, if somebody was a fan and wanted to go out and see some of the best collegiate bowling around, what are some of the tournaments uh, that you'd recommend, you know, maybe cities that they are and times of the year if somebody wanted to go maybe check one of these great events out? Uh, The very first weekend of October is one of the better ones, Uh, the Midwest Collegiate Classic. It's up in Milwaukee. Uh, I believe in November... Uh, the Leatherneck is up in the uh, uh, Quad Cities in Illinois, Moline, Rock Island area. That's a tremendous one. They split the girls up into one set, center and the boys into another. They have so many teams. Uh, there's there's a couple different ones in Chicago in January. Uh, there's one in October. And the ending of the, the year, the Hoosier in Indianapolis, is by far the showcase of collegiate bowling. That one's run by H2M management, Nick Ho- you know, our buddies, Nick Hoagland and um, Steve Harmon and Dylan Murphy and those guys. So that's that's probably the premier event. But I'm going to try and get to a couple NCAA events. Um, we sponsor a lot of NCAA schools, and you know I've been invited to come to uh, to their events this year. So I'm going to try and travel a little bit more and, and experience the NCAA side because I haven't done that yet. All right, Jeff, final question I have for you. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, you know, you won the one title back in 2009. 
and some health issues have kind of and family obligations have taken you uh, off the tour. Is there any thought as you know you're still on the other side of 50, but as you get closer and closer to maybe get your game back into tune, if your health will allow you to and, and get out there on the PW, uh, PBA 50 tour? I doubt it. Um, I, I I had a what I consider to be a fairly good run. Uh, I'm content with what I was able to accomplish in my career. Um, you know, I'm lucky that I've got a son that's uh, a free sport athlete, very active. We're, we're right in the middle of our baseball postseason with junior high, and then he goes right into basketball. And, you know, it just so for the next seven years or so, I'm going to be chasing him around and uh, enjoying that part of the life. And, you know, my health, uh, I, I don't see some of my injuries and health issues improving enough to where I will have the uh, desire to go out there and work as hard as I'm going to need to to compete with, you know, the guys that are not only 50 now, but the guys that are going to be 50 when I turn 50. So, Well, I can tell you, even if you've bowled your last, uh, you know, as far as competitive game, there's not a uh, lot of people who can say they've ever held a, a world record. And uh, the chances of, of somebody beating that record, I, I got to say, are pretty slim for averaging over, what, 261? Is that what it was for a season? Yeah, it was. And, and I'm happy yeah. to say, for, the, for those people that know me, they'll get the inside joke. But if it is the case, the last shot that I ever threw in my life is I made a three six ten. That spares like my trip. That was that was the last thing that I've done uh, physically throwing a bowling ball. So the, the toughest toughest spare in my in my book too. That's for sure. So yeah. <laughs> well, well, thanks, Jeff. Thanks so much. I appreciate you joining us and appreciate all the insight and collegiate bowling. You know, I can't wait to get out there and maybe uh, see a tournament myself. One of these collegiate tournaments uh, a lot of excitement if you've never been to a collegiate tournament man it's there's the energy level and the excitement that you won't experience anywhere else so definitely it is a blast i enjoy it thanks for having me on guys have a great afternoon